Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. All right, looks like the Zoom is in. Got the mic on. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How are you detoxers doing? Are you still with us? 
Still going for 30 days? Awesome. Thank you, Ebony. Shalom and blessings to you, Donna Parrish. Welcome. All right, let me see if I can adjust it here. Ebony says it looks a little dark. Just gotta remember I'm really light. Won't take much to make me disappear. Still too dark. Lower the light, maybe. Am I brighter? Can't tell. Gotta wait for it to come back up on the screen. And I don't know what that background is doing. How's the background look on y'all end? Because on YouTube, it's showing two different backgrounds. There it goes. And it went back again. I had to call them a few minutes ago because there was something weird on the screen. Let's get rid of that. Still adjusting. fade out over here. She said it's still dark. Oh, maybe I should take the shade off of that. Maybe that's doing it. Now, what do you see? Do you see what I'm seeing up there? I don't know why I don't have anything even up there like that. Oh, it switched over to here. That's the light right there. According to my screen, that's where it needs to be right there. We're up to 105. Come on in. Yeah, that's a delay. Yeah, it's a delay. getting there but I'm not understanding that background because that's not even what I have going on here just give us a couple more minutes to work out some lighting issues and I just got off the phone with them Bernard, you can't. Okay, now it looks like we got it. The background is like it should be. This is good. I'll edit out all the rest so it'll look much better on YouTube. 
All right, looks like we got it in. How's it on your end? It's caught up. Okay, Ebony said it looks good now. All right, let's start over. Good evening and welcome to So Detox. It is January 9th. It is our 8th live soul detox we have been at it for a week straight today is the seventh day but because we start on the actual first day it's eight days that we have been doing this so let's go ahead and give you a hand clap of praise <laughs> ubi liked the window yesterday what did you like about the window what did that do for you <laughs> they want to be in the house they don't want to be in a office background they want that whole peace and relaxation thing it's all right i'm with you i'm with you we get enough votes we'll go that way night eight a complete seven sessions y'all have been in Get down. There goes the claps. That's right. The assessments have been sent out. And I saw a few of y'all messages coming up on my screen right before I was getting ready to sign in. So y'all are getting in the Wix app, but I think you're just still having problems with finding your way around. Good evening, Apostle Pamela. Good to see you with us. I was teasing um, Dominique and Nick, and I teased Dominique, and I said to her, you are so competitive getting in here at 6.30 and 5.30 signing in. And she said to me, is it com competitiveness or is it commitment? Hey, I'll take that, right? I'll take that any day. That is commitment. And then I made a comment to Nick. He told me I could share it. I'll share it after we get off. I wanted to post it up on tonight. But um, he showed a picture of him watching the replay on the big screen in his house. And I said to him, I don't know, wow, you, you're lounging or something like that, I said. And he said, no, I'm committed. So, you know, these folks are showing up and they're using the proper grammar for what is really going on here. We have some committed people. So welcome, committed people. Dominique was on at 5.21 p.m., y'all. She needs something. I don't know. Nick was on at 5.44 waiting. Camille Rookwood was on at 5.50 waiting. And at 6 o'clock, I realized people are already waiting to get on here. So bless you, bless you, bless you. So we're going to just talk a couple more minutes to go through the um, business of Soul Detox. And then we're going to jump right into our lesson because I know y'all are ready. If you're getting in at five something for a seven o'clock show, I know y'all are ready to get started on dealing with the specifics of defense mechanisms. So the first thing we want to just go over, there's still people that are just signing up. People are still referring people and they're signing up. 
And uh, up until this, probably 30 minutes before we went on live tonight. So we want to make sure that you have registered. The purpose of registration is so that you can get the firsthand information. For example, every week we are sending out assessments and the assessments are going out every week and um, you missed one from last week. You don't want to miss this one. The deadline is tonight to get it filled out and sent back in. It's all electronic, so you don't have to print anything and take pictures of it and send it in. Remember those old days? That's what we were doing for the first three years. We were taking pics of the homework, especially when we were training intercessors and they were sending their homework back into us. So now um, we have it all formatted and we don't have to worry about doing that anymore. We just need y'all to get the work turned in. That's all we need. And um, it will make life a lot better for all of us. I'm still doing some adjusting here, as you can see. Um, what else you got? And then once you register at www.suzannemhoward.com, you want to go to set up your profile in the Spaces app. You want to go download wherever you download on Google, Android, um, Apple, wherever you download your apps from, just the regular place you would download any app, put in your search bar Spaces, and you'll see Spaces by Wix, W-I-X pop up. You want to download that app. Once you download it in the search bar, put in Suzanne M. Howard, my name and a few other Suzannes should come up and then hit download and then you'll have the app right there on your phone. The convenience of it is when you set up your member profile in the app, all of our conversations is in one place. You'll receive badges for every year of completion, the different things that we'll have on going on during the year. Um, You'll get information on the book signing that's coming up. You'll have one-on-one -on -one conversations with me or your coach. Your assessments are put right in there as well. Um, anything that's coming up in, ahead of time of the public, you'll, you'll get the information first. So you want to make sure that you have the app and you have the member profile so, set up and that you have registered. Okay. And then I want to thank everyone who's getting on from LinkedIn. Thank you for all those that are watching from LinkedIn now. Um, God bless my cousin in California. She's on. And um, I know I saw Prophet Orlando Marquez. He gets on. And there was someone else on. Again, I can't remember their name. But it's good to see LinkedIn as a new reach. Who is it? Prophet Ulf is on at LinkedIn? Okay. Prophet Ulf. I didn't notice that at all. So welcome. And again, I want to thank for the cash apps that um, people are sending in just on their own. Thank you to those who send something in every single night after their session. And for those who um, move when they feel that it's something that has touched their heart or their soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Again, it helps us to keep going, give books out to people who need them to do the giveaways that we do and just to keep the material going well. I did look on... Um, I did look on Amazon today about the ebook, and it looks like it's the 10th um, that it's actually going to download automatically to our Kindles. And I'm not sure if it's the 10th instead of the 9th because my publisher went in and made the corrections um, so that I could stay out of the publishing business, and he handled it. And um, but either way, we talked about it last night, what to expect and how things will be ratified if there is any problem with paragraphs and blank pages and all that stuff that happens when you have to convert from a paperback to a ebook. All right. 
So welcome, welcome, and welcome again. We want to get started tonight. While we're coming in, please make sure that you like and share. When you share, it really does make a difference. You have your own followers, whether you believe it or not, and they may not even let you know that they are on your page. But when you post something and you want them to go and look, they came on here and looked. that one night when y'all, when I asked you to go on and make the plea because we were too low, as soon as y'all sent it out to your pages, people got right on the numbers went up immediately. So people follow you and they trust who you say to follow. So keep that in mind. And keep that in mind when you want to make, um, you know, other things on your pace on your page. Other people are paying attention to that. So you do want to be careful what you post, but you definitely want to post tonight and ask them to get on board with us. Some people, you may have to send it in their inbox. You know, this may be a little too touchy for them and you may have to send it to their inbox and then they can watch there and be at peace. <clears throat> There's a lot of people that are getting on though. Um, I see that Cora has found her way into the group. <clears throat> Gwen has, Crystal has, Vanessa has, Nisi, uh, Sabrina has, Chantel. I see Angela, Apostle Ramai. And there was another gentleman that I saw inbox right before we got on. And I'm not sure if I can pull his name up right now, but I'm sure before the night is over, we'll find his name again. And he was um, saying how glad he was to have found this group and to be in this group. I see Ashley is now on the group message board as well. So y'all are doing your thing. We're really stretching you. I know in these 30 days, but this is what we have to get done to get it where it needs to be so that there we go. Thank you. Rodney McCleary. Thank you, Rodney McCleary, for getting involved and showing your appreciation with the group as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Ebony did send out an email blast. That's what we call them, an email blast. A blast means it went to a group. We need you to help us again. Remember, because we're doing it free, what we're asking of you is free. We just need you to click on that email that went out and go to my author page on Amazon and go into the author page and just give a review. You hit the five stars. You can say, great book. Enjoyed the 30 days that goes with the book. Um, this was my best chapter. This was one of the, the one-liners that I took away. Anything at all. But just go on and hit like and make a little review. It's easy. She put the link right in the email. And I made sure that she put it up so easily that we don't even have to click anything else. Once you click on that email, it takes you right exactly <clears throat> to where you need to post the stars. So welcome again. We're up to 117 people. I'm glad to have you all on tonight. I see you, Lasonia, Bianca. Welcome. Okay, very good. I read your comment. Thank you. Dajane, good to see you on. Cheryl Johnson from Tulsa. She's on. Go ahead and put your state up on the screen. Let's see how many different states we have in the house tonight. How many different states do we have in the house tonight? Carmen, this is what has happened. I noticed over the week you're making a comment about when you sign in with your email, it does not recognize your email. There's a few people, I guess we have different emails nowadays. So there were people who registered with one email address, but when they went to sign in, they signed in using a different email address. And you may not realize it. It may be the default in your phone for that one particular email address. 
So try the different emails that you um, may use from time to time because there's a lot of people that I saw, a few people that I saw had inboxed and um, they had a different email in their registration than they did to set up their member profile. So consider that. And, and as Ebony stated, if you need help, email us. She's right here. This is what she loves to do. And she'll be glad to help you. Welcome, Sharita. I see all my coaches in. Edith Sylvia, I'm sure we can help you. Get in touch with Ebony. Cora said she did both her assessments and hoping she submitted it correctly. They will check and let you know for sure. Okay, Dominique's looking for Brittany. She said they had a whole pre-party on last night. Yes, Vanessa. Dr. Vanessa says hashtag committed. Camille said she's ready. Renee says she's committed. Manuel Davis, he's putting up his takeaways. Yes, Leah and Phyllis, welcome, welcome, welcome. I see Misha, she's doing committed as well. Chantel, good to see you on. Jessica, good to see you. Karen Jamison, she's my mic dropper. Very good. Pamela Johnson, Apostle Pamela wants to know how to assess the assessment. Um, I don't know if you registered. I know you're in there as a client. But I'm not sure if you registered. It's going directly to registrants only. So just go to my website to the events tab and just click register. And um, once you're in, because we want to get this thing completed by the end of this evening, we can't take any more assessments because then they're all sent into my coaches and it's time for them to get their work done so they can get in touch with anyone. It was cozy. Okay, Ubi, you answered the question. All right. So I will definitely consider that at the end of tonight. All right. Good, good, good. Renee, welcome. Gwen Tucker, welcome. Jackie Harden, what is it, North Carolina or South Carolina? Welcome in the house. Donna Maria Rodriguez, welcome Char Burnett, good to see you on. Carmen Ortiz, Edith Sylvia, thank you. She's the one who reminded me today, we owe it all to her. She reminded me that we um, were not having enough people give reviews on Goodreads or Amazon. She's like, we got to get your, your reviews up, Apostle. Good. Brittany sees what I see now, the whole background. It was on and on my screen, but anyway, we'll deal with all that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. It's like a repeating of names now. Well, let's get started. Y'all have y'all states in. I see present. I see Delaware. Heartbeat, Connecticut, of course. Deep Woods of Connecticut. John Booker saying he in the deep woods of Connecticut. <laughs> Welcome, Maryland. New York in the house. Welcome, Ashley from New York. Canada, Ubi from Canada. Welcome, Camille from New York. Yvonne Ramos from Florida. Come on, states. We got to get it to at least 25 states. All right. Well, welcome. And we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. Let me turn off a few things and let me read something else to you. I just want to remind everyone that Suzanne M. Howard, MHC, Mental Health Coaching, is not any of the viewers counselor, nor am I your life coach. 
and I am not operating in the role of being a therapist to whomever is viewing. This site is for information and education only. So enjoy. Start your journey of self-help. And if you find at the end of any night or any 30 days that we do and you want to see a therapist, we can help you search for one. If you decide you want to start with life coaching or add life coaching alongside of your therapy visits, we can do that as well. Believe it or not, I have tons of clients that do both. They do life coaching and counseling and the therapists that I've met are all for it. They absolutely love it and we work in tandem with each other. So again, welcome this evening. Let's get started. For many of us, any situation that brings uncertainty triggers an unconscious protective measure that allows us to cope with unpleasant emotions. Sometimes tapping into defense mechanisms can be useful. It helps us avoid dwelling on or doing something with potentially damaging ramifications. We keep ourselves in a better state, at least in the short term. But in the long run, somebody say in the long run, the effect of these defense mechanisms is actually working in the opposite direction. Due to defense mechanisms psychology, when we routinely employ our defenses, it can reduce the effectiveness of our emotional processing. We begin to feel as if we are not in charge of our own emotions, which prevents us from working through issues. This is why it is key to become more cognizant of your tendencies so that you don't let your defense mechanisms overtake the progress in your life. So how do you handle stressful situations? Do you know? How do you handle stressful situations? Take a moment, pop up in the chat, and write down some thoughts on how you handle stressful situations. It's important to know. And it's more important than you telling me what you know. It's important that you know. So one step of helping us walk in a greater level of self-awareness is by getting you to chat on here. Spill your guts. Write it out. Journal it out. Journey it out. How do you handle stressful situations? I see therapy. I see prayer. I see prayer, therapy, and breathing. You got to know. You have to know. And by telling me, it's to help you become aware of what it is that you do in your life to help you cope, to he keep you in a safe place. What do you normally do in stressful situations? Do you live in a state of denial? When bad news comes your way, do you tend to live in a state of denial? Do you find yourself constantly making excuses for your behaviors? These are just a few common defense mechanism examples that can and will and probably already has limited your progress in your life. As you create a de defense mechanism definition that resonates with you, understand that types of defense mechanisms range from shifting blame to shutting down. Though each person has their own unique defense mechanism examples, most of the mechanisms themselves are common and easy to spot. The first one we're going to talk about tonight is denial. 
denial this is the biggest one there's a life coaching plan that i have and i have a few people on that one it's it's high up in the plans that work most with the client base that i have is the daughter or son detox when you need to detox from the parenting style that you were raised in and the second one is called a life strategy when most people don't know their purpose in life how they end up where they are why is it that so many things that I'm doing in my life I really am unhappy with? It doesn't feel like I have made a choice in my life. I just seem to kind of land in certain places, certain relationships, certain jobs. Why is this the problem for me? So I have a life strategy coaching plan and that's like high up in the rankings, um, probably I would say second to the son or daughter detox. And the first thing that we have to work on with clients in that program is denial. A lot of us are living in denial. It's the, I don't know what I don't know about myself and I don't wanna know. It's that syndrome, it's that mindset. And denial is high up in the inertia the mask wearing, the paralysis that we fall into when we get into certain situations in our life. And a lot of us, more than we probably even realize, have ended up in positions and relationships, situations that we really, really, really don't want to be in or don't know how we even got in them. And a lot of people are unhappy. I saw an article today. I'm going to read it tomorrow. And it said um, why you are so unhappy working. And I'll probably bring a little bit of that in here on tomorrow and just pull it into what we're working with. But I want you to learn this tonight that, um, first of all, you're in your session with me. And come on in. Close the door. Make yourself at home. It's just you and I. It's your safe space. Non-judgmental. Non-confrontational. Completely confidential. It's for you. It's been carved out for you, your time, your coach. When I work for a client, I am, let me look at the names that's on the screen right now. I am Team Karen or Team Carla, Team Elsie, Team Ronnie, Team Edith, Team Leah, Team Dolores. I'm Team Elitza, Renee. I'm, I'm your team when we decide to come together to work together. So this is your space. This is your time. Get comfortable. Breathe. Come on, breathe in. And then breathe out. Breathe in. And then breathe out. Denial is an ego defense mechanism. Come on, write it down. Denial is an ego defense mechanism. That's what denial is, an ego defense mechanism. Now it doesn't even want to post any comments. I don't know what happened with that. This thing is bugging tonight. It's an ego defense mechanism. Okay, here we come. And y'all can still see me. And it operates unconsciously 
to resolve emotional conflict and to reduce anxiety by refusing to perceive the more unpleasant aspects of your external reality. Denial is an ego defense mechanism that operates subconsciously. You know, I think I'm going to come up with a t-shirt. Where are you at, Nicole? I think I'm going to come up with a t-shirt. I didn't know it was unconscious. Because <laughs> we are, are we really learning or am I the only one learning? Are we really learning that a lot of what goes on in our awake state is still in a sleep state, is still in an unconscious state? Am I the only one here that's realizing that? A lot of what we do, we're learning. We don't even know we're doing it. Somebody said the ego must go. Yeah, well, in a way, we need it. We need it. It's very important. We just need to understand it. Absolutely. A lot of what we are learning that even when we're awake, we're unaware. Even when we're conscious, a lot is operating in the unconscious. I almost feel from seven years of doing this now that we have more going on in our unconscious life than we do in our conscious life. Yes, Dr. Vanessa is saying it right here. Unconscious automatic functions. That's exactly what they are. I have to think to do most things when there's this unconscious machine that's just running on its own. Right. I agree, Corindus. Denial is an ego defense mechanism that operates unconsciously to resolve emotional conflict and to reduce anxiety by refusing to perceive the more unpleasant aspects of external reality. Is that on your side looking like that too? Way down low? Or is it just on my TV? Let me see. Oh, but you can see the whole thing now. Yeah. yeah, okay. On my TV, you can't. It must be on Zoom. Denial is being used in a situation in which a person faced with a fact that is uncomfortable or painful to accept rejects it. Instead, insisting that it is not true. Hmm. Despite what may be overwhelming evidence to the ego. Let me read that again. Denial is being used in a situation in which a person faced with a fact that is uncomfortable or painful to accept rejects it instead insisting that it is not true despite what may be overwhelming evidence the subject the person we're talking about the id the subject may deny the reality of the unpleasant fact all 
together. That's simple denial. Let me teach you a definition tonight. Let me get it over here. Come on, y'all enjoying this 30 days? Y'all make me enjoy it. I couldn't sit here and teach this to myself as much as I love it. Y'all make me enjoy it. The subject may deny the reality of the unpleasant fact altogether. That's only simple denial. Straight to the core. No chaser. No ice. No rocks. Simple denial is denying the reality of an unpleasant fact. The subject may admit the fact, but deny its seriousness. The subject, you or I, may admit the fact, but deny its seriousness. That's called minimizing, minimization. So if I was giving you all a test tonight, I want you to tell me what is simple denial, because this is where I'm going to be training life coaches next month. And these are going to be the conversations we have. What is simple denial and what is minimizing? What is minimization? Yes, Nelisa, I'm with you. So you can actually deny the reality of an unpleasant fact altogether, and that's termed simple denial. Or you can admit the fact, but deny that it's a serious. You know, you're crazy. You're making a, deal, a big deal out of this. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink too much. I don't have a spending problem. Yes, I spent too much last month, but I don't have a spending problem. I'm not denying that I like to spend, but I'm denying that it's as serious as you're making it. I'm not denying the fact that I have had multiple relationships, one right after the other, that you said that I may have a issue um, with being alone or I'm not putting in the time to do the work on myself to heal between relationships. I'm admitting that I like women. I'm admitting that I like men. And that's why I'm just always moving from relationship to relationship. Not as serious as you're trying to make it. Stop trying to um, detox me. Stop trying to teach me therapy. Stop trying to diagnose me. Have you heard people say that? I just like to drink. I just like to smoke a little bit. I just, I just like to gamble a little bit. I just like to sometimes step out of my marriage a little bit. Sometimes I just, you know, I just like to spend. I earned it. That's the worst thing I remember people used to tell us. We used to tell me, I should say. I know they still do it. I'm only spending because I earn it. I, I need to feel good is what we're not saying. I deserve this. I earned this. No, you need to feel good. That's what's going on with you right now. So go on and shop, burn up the store. Maria just going to walk behind me and grab everything that won't fit in my arms no more because I refuse to get a cart. And I refuse to get a cart because I have a psychology to this. And I shared this with the man in Geisler's the other day when I was shopping and I had so much stuff in my arms and it fell on the floor and he picked it up for me and he said, can I get you a cart, ma'am? I said, no, not at all, because if I get a cart, I'm going to fill it up. 
I said, so this is what I do not to fill it up. And he started laughing and he said to me, well, how's that working out for you? Because you're caring about as much as a cart would carry. And we cracked up in the aisle together. There's a psychology to it. Are we really shopping or are we shopping to feel good? Sometimes I wonder. And that's work we have to do on ourselves. We come home at night like, God, that really felt good. I got some nice stuff. But was I really shopping? Was I shopping to feel good? Mm, I'm already getting comments. You're on it. This is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. It's, it's not a problem. How many times have somebody told you you're crazy? Stop trying to pastor me. Stop trying to minister to me. Keep that Bible to yourself. You're not the Holy Spirit. Stop judging me. You know, they get really defensive when you start touching that thing that they know is such a problem for them. So some people will halfway acknowledge, not admit, they will meet you halfway in the conversation and they will acknowledge they've been out too late or they've been eating too much or they've been having too many relationships or they're spending too much money. They'll, they'll, they'll meet you halfway and acknowledge that, yeah, I know my behavior ain't, ain't on the up and up right now, but minimize it. It's not what you're calling it. So what? I drank two six packs when I came home from work and you're keeping a count. Why are you counting what I'm drinking? So what? I like to have a cocktail after work. Work is stressful. It's how I relax. And how about this one? Do I pick on what you do and how you relax? Ooh, defenses are coming up now. Because they are minimizing, but they're feeling good about themselves by meeting you halfway with acknowledging your statement, but they're only going to minimize it. They are not going to join it. They'll admit, but the fact and seriousness, they deny. Now listen to this next one. So the subject may deny the reality of the unpleasant fact altogether. Altogether denial is simple denial. Then there's those that will admit the fact, but deny its seriousness. That's minimizing, minimization. And if that isn't deep enough down the rabbit hole, we have one more. How many of y'all have found yourself doing this today or this week? Can anybody admit, I, I, I did this today or I've done this this week. I know all about this. How about this one? Or... They may admit or acknowledge both and that it's serious, but, but deny responsibility for it. But you're stressing me out. I can admit that I'm drinking too much. I can acknowledge that this drinking or drug issue has become serious, but it's because I'm not happy with you. Why can't you just say you're just not happy? Because your unhappiness is not my problem. It really isn't. Now, I may be a part of the problem, but the emotions and the outcome that you feel are yours. And that's why you need to get therapy. You need to get help. You need to get counseling because how you handle it becomes a problem for both of us. There's many people who are not happy in certain situations but they're not doing what you're doing. That's a personal choice. 
Yeah. And that right there is called transference. Transference is when they will acknowledge that they've been drinking a lot. They can admit that it seems like it's getting serious. And then you think you're like, whoo, I can, I can invest a few more years in this relationship with this friend of mine or this spouse of mine or this job of mine because they're admitting and they're acknowledging that it's serious. But at the end, if you were doing something different, if you were better, if they were better, if my parents was better, if the last person, if the first person, and they go on and on and on and on and on, takes us back to our fallen nature with Adam and Eve. It's the first thing Adam and Eve did. They did transference. And Adam immediately put it on her. She immediately put it on the devil. Transference. So we got three levels there. That part. Three levels. Simple denial, minimization, and transference. Somebody put up all three. I want to put you on the screen. This concept of denial, these three stages, this concept of denial is particularly important in any study or work or help you're doing with anyone concerning addictions. Those are the stages and the steps of, of addiction. And they're not always in that way because some people have heard many people over the lifetime tell them that they have a problem. So when by the time they get to you, they're ready to admit yeah, I got a problem. I'm aware of it. And I know it seems serious, but it's because. And it still prevents them from changing their life and getting the help that they really need. Thank you, Chevelle. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Pastor D. We got Facebook pages, YouTube pages. Thank you, Kamisha. Thank you, Neliza. Thank you all. Good work. Right. The concept of denial is particularly important in the study of addiction. So since we learned in our week here together that addictions are not drugs and alcohol only and you or someone you may know uses this psychology of denial I want you to figure out what's the addiction. What's the addiction? Because remember, it's in the kitchen, I think. But remember that addiction, that little um, green like tree I have. I think it's on that island in the kitchen. Remember that addiction is not the root. It's not even the trunk. It's the fruit. The addiction is the fruit. And that is why they are going through what they're going through. Because now that you understand either yourself, you can do it for you. And I am, I have some pages that I have with clients and I have a picture of a tree on it. And as they're talking, if not in person, after they leave and I'm going over their file and I'm, I'm preparing myself for the next visit with them, I begin to write on the tree what is the fruit <clears throat> that is manifesting in their life through their own confession to me or what I have heard consecutively in sessions with me? 
and I begin to write the fruit. And sometimes you can take the fruit and work backwards. Most times you have to do it that way, actually. But you can take the fruit and begin to work backwards because every issue in life kind of has its set defense mechanisms and coping mechanisms. Maladaptive and adaptive. Do you all remember those? I think I'm training you all to be coaches. Yep. Thank you. So think of it like this. See if I can get it to show on here. Oh, good. Perfectly. So think of it like this. This is your soul, right? And if this is your soul, then this is what we're working with here. All of this, are all the activities and things in your life, all of this, these are all fruits that has grown from a vine that's being fed from a core that started in the root. So let's just say you have smoking or drinking or too many relationships. Let's say you have lying, um, denial, um, simple denial over there. You have some um, minimization over here. You have transference over there. And we pick up this in conversations with you. And then we try to understand where is this coming from? Then we have to work ourselves backwards. We have to go down to the core now. So the core of the problem, it would be something like, what are some things that this client spends most of their time doing? And then those are some of the core issues because it's going to show up in the places that you, where you spend time doing things. And then we're now working our way down to the root. We're finding out the root. Let's just say um, we get their history and we find out that um, the relationships with and the, the dynamics in her household between mom and whoever else was in the house and if there were any siblings, that's family dynamics. So that's the core of you, your family dynamics. Then we work our way to the root. What went on in that family dynamics that has produced this fruit in your life? And, and that is even what psychologists and therapists even use. And they just use it, I'm, I'm sure, in a much more clinical way, of course. That's why they do what they do. And there's a level that we're able to do it at, which I love a whole lot better because I'm not stuck to so many things um, that they are. And I'm able to bring in healing, deliverance, prophecy. I just think being a, a mental health coach for me is just the thing. That's just where I am at with it. So if it's you, and it probably is you, and also someone else that you love or work with or know or worship with. Don't think we're not in church too. What is it that you are denying? And then what is it? When is it that you find yourself doing the behaviors that you deny doing? When is it? Is it when you're stressed? Is it when you've got to deal with something that you don't have the esteem to deal with? Is it a lack of confidence? And we work our way all the way down until we get to the root. That's right, Gwen Moden. You have it really good. The theory of denial, of course, was first researched, as I mentioned on the first night that we started. It was first seriously researched by Anna Freud, Sigmund Freud's daughter, she took his work of defense mechanisms <clears throat> and took it to another level. She classified denial as a mechanism of the immature mind because it conflicts with the ability to learn from and cope with reality. Come on, y'all. That's some good stuff. 
I'm going to put that up here for y'all. I know y'all probably can't all keep up on that one, right? Am I going slow enough for y'all tonight? Because I feel like I'm really going slow here, but I'm, I'm being intentional about it. The theory was first researched seriously by Anna Freud. Mm-hmm. That's right, Nick. She classified denial as a mechanism of the immature mind because it conflicts with the ability to learn from and cope with reality. Nick said he's got to play that back. Caritha says, please say that again. And Arthur just says, Jesus. <laughs> Kareem says, replay. Uh-huh. It's an immature mind. You're not learning anything in life because you refuse to learn how to cope through bad situations. Instead, you retort to your defense mechanisms that keep you from experiencing the things that you fear, that keeps you from experiencing the things that you perceive to be a threat. So your mind's not growing. You can kind of consider that the fixed mindset instead of the growth mindset. That's why it's so important in any type of people helping that you may be a part of mentors, coaches, ministers, pastors, teachers is to get someone to a point where they trust you enough to take your hand, if not literally, theoretically, take your hand and help them through situations in life. Because after all that time together, people may know a textbook. They may carry a degree. They may be helpers to other people, but are unable to be helped themselves because they refuse to come out of the stages of denial. And their mind literally isn't growing. And trust me, if you can apply this to someone that you know or someone uh, in your life, trust me, it's going to be a lot of places in their life where you're going to begin to recognize the level of immaturity that it is. There's a level of immaturity in them, which when I say then is let's work it back to the fixed mindset. So if this stages of denial has proven that there's an immaturity in their brain, right? Not so much just in their mind. This is a brain thing. Then we're working it backwards now. And we're dealing now with a fixed mindset. If you look at certain areas of their life, you will also see that there's places in their life where they have not grown. They are stuck in a certain time. I call it time warps. There's another term for it. We talked about it last year a little bit more. Um, I forget the name of the term when people um, nostalgic. That's a spirit. Also, people who are nostalgic. I talk about it often. Um, you go into their houses and sometimes their houses are frozen in the 60s. They had one on HGTV the other week where no one wanted to buy this house. This house was a million dollar listing. I think it was a million and a half, if not two million. It was on a cliff and the structure of the house was good. The bones of the house was good. It had an ultimate view of L.A. When people walked inside that house, that house was from the 70s and no one would buy it. So the owners wanted to make a deal that whoever bought the house could not destroy the house 
because developers would buy the house, tear it down because the land was worth something. The view was millions of dollars. They said they were going to put like a $10 million house on it. So why are they going to keep this million and a half dollar house that's on $10 million property? What is my point? The son and the daughter that was now ownership of the house that they grew up in put in the contract that whoever bought the house could not destroy the house because she was so nostalgic about her memories. She was so nostalgic about the better times of her life. You, you're hearing me tonight. So some of us are stuck in a time where life was good to us, maybe where we ruled Maybe where we had that part of life that we wanted that we were in school or we we graduated or we had that job or we had that perfect marriage and children or our credit was at the right place. Whatever it was to you, it was that perfect part of your life. And there's many people who are still living in time, even though they're in 2023, they're in the 80s. They're in the 70s. They're in the 60s. And it's not just that they like to drive an old car. It's not just that they like the old music. If you go in and have a talk with them, they're really in the past. You go in the houses and their children were still in pictures and they were still little kids. And the kids were grown adults now with children. They didn't have any grown adult pictures of their children. And if I was their child, my feelings would be hurt. Like, are you not proud of me? You did you did you love me more as a child? Did you appreciate me more as a child? Why don't you have any adult pictures of me? These people were stuck in what's called nostalgia and it can also be a spirit. And there's no growth. There's no advancement. They are in denial about their life. And what happened at the end of that story? They had buyers and she would not give up on whoever bought that house could not destroy it. Finally, a developer came in and I think they offered her like she wanted, I think maybe two and a half million for the house, the land. These developers offered her double that. I think six million dollars because the land was they were going to put a very expensive house on it. And guess what she did? She gave up nostalgia real quick. Her and her brother sold that house for six million dollars and the developers cleared that land and put over a it was really high. I want to say something like $20 million house on it. The land was worth something, but that stuff meant no one, nothing to anyone but her. But she was so stuck in it. She could not move out. She couldn't advance from it. Is that you? Are you stuck anywhere in your life? I blocked the clock. Didn't even know what time it was. Are you stuck anywhere in your life that you know you're not advancing? You've got to move on from this place. Life is moving on. People are living on. Denial is being used in a situation with a person is faced with the fact that it's uncomfortable. Your parents are gone. They've passed away. They're not coming back. They choose to live in denial because they cannot face the fact that it's so uncomfortable for them. The marriage is over. He's not coming back. There's so many women that I personally know that believe that they're going to get their husbands back to the point they profess Christianity, but they're actually using a gray area of witchcraft by thinking he was your husband first. He should be with you when he's married and moved on with someone else and they'll sign things with his name on it. 
They'll make prayers. They'll call in and have prayer requests with us on the phone. And we end up going into a counseling session with them instead of a prayer request. It's witchcraft. He has moved on. You want someone to pray against his will. God doesn't even go against our will. We're waiting for dead people to come back, divorced people to come back. We're waiting for the 60s, the 70s and the 80s to come back. It is gone. It is over. Get yourself some help. It's too uncomfortable or painful. So they don't accept it. They don't even reject it. They insist that it is not true. Despite the overwhelming evidence that it is. The theory of denial that came from Anna Freud, she classified denial as a mechanism of the immature mind because it conflicts with their reality and now their ability to learn from and cope with their reality. Where denial occurs in mature people, it is most often associated with death and dying. Did you hear what we just talked about? Some most popular places where denial occurs is with death and dying. Research in this area has significantly expanded the scope and utility of this concept. Another researcher, Elizabeth Kibler Ross, used denial as the first five stages of the psychology of a dying patient. And the idea has been extended to include the reactions of survivors to the news of death. When parents are informed of the death of a child, their first reaction isn't often in the form of no. You must have the wrong house. This doesn't even exist here. Unlike some defense mechanisms postulated by psychoanalytical theory, for instance, repression, the general existence of denial is fairly easy to verify, even for non-specialists. On the other hand, denial is one of the most controversial defense mechanisms since it can be easily used to create unfalsifiable theories. I'm going to have to open up from here tonight because that's a lot that I said in those two sentences. So I'm a, I'll start right there tomorrow. So we have more time to break it down. Unfalsifiable theories, anything the subject says or does that appears to disprove the interpreter's theory is explained not as evidence that the interpreter's theory is wrong, but as evidence of the subjects being in denial. The concept of denial is important in the 12 step programs where the abandonment or reversal of denial forms the basis of the first, fourth, fifth, eighth, and 10th steps of the 12 steps. The ability to deny or minimize is an essential part of what enables an addiction and an addict 
to continue his or her behavior in the face of evidence that to an outsider appears overwhelming. This is cited as one of the reasons that compulsion is seldom effective in treating addiction because the habit of denial remains. What are your addictions? Come on, let's, let's, let's get off the drugs and alcohol. If it's that, please write it down. But let's also move from that. What else? What are some of them that's hidden? Understanding and avoiding denial is important. Write that down. Understanding and avoiding denial is important. The American Heart Association cites this. Denial as a principal reason that treatment of a heart attack is delayed because the symptoms are so varied and often have other potential explanations. The opportunity exists for the patient to deny the emergency visit, often with fatal consequences. It is common for patients to delay mammograms or other tests because of fear of cancer even though this is maladaptive. What does maladaptive mean? It is the responsibility of the care team, the support team, nursing staffs even, in particular, to train at-risk patients to avoid such behavior. I'm done for tonight. I remember one time I was watching um, my 600-pound life. And there was a woman on there, and I think this was her second or third time, and the doctor with the really long, hard name to pronounce told her, this is the last time I'm going to help you. And if you don't understand addiction, you might think that he was being mean to her because he was using that tough love model with her. Like, enough is enough. Your family has enabled your behavior. If they loved you, they would say no. I've had meetings with them. I showed them the results of your, your, your reports. And they know that if they keep this behavior up, you're going to die. You are unable to walk in the kitchen. So you're not giving this stuff to yourself. You haven't been out your house in over five years. So you're not buying it from the grocery store. Your family is going to kill you. If you all don't get therapy, I am going to have you removed from this place from this hospital in a box instead of walking out losing your hundreds of pounds of weight. She cried. She apologized. She felt sorry. She, she, he called her family in. They failed again. Again, they were bringing her in the Chinese food and she was eating the sugary foods and she wasn't following any of the direction. That was the second time. The third time he said, I need you to see a therapist and I need your family to see their own therapist. He provided um, he recommended therapy sessions to help this woman live. She was in complete denial that you're going to die. He told her everything in her body was shutting down and he was not nice to the point where he was angry because if this is your passion and someone's not buying into your passion, you don't take that too well. So at the end of the movie, the end of the, the TV show that night, we read at the end, she died. She wasn't more than, I think, 35 years old, maybe. She died. Now, who's to blame in all that situation? 
That was definitely a threefold cord that was not easily broken because he had the family go for therapy because she's not going to the grocery store. She's not ordering the food. She's not preparing the food. She's not serving it to herself. And these people would not stop, stop giving her this stuff that she wanted. You don't know what she's going to act like. You don't know what we have to put up with. He said she's going to die. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Something with an N, his name is. The show is really good. How do we end our story tonight? Find the denial in your life. Research yourself. Become self-aware. Ask people. Ask people. There you go. Misha put it up there. Figured she would know. Ooh, somebody said, don't love me to death. I know that's right. <laughs> yes. Where is the denial in your life? I know where mine is. My doctor told me a year ago that I was obese in my weight. I couldn't believe I was obese. I was like, who is she talking to? I'm obese. This is not obese. Then I found out it is obesity. And then there's morbid obesity. I ain't make that part. Thank you, Jesus. So I said, by the next time I come in here for my annual GYN checkup next year, I'm going to have lost that weight. She said, good. She said, I have a client who's about 20 years older than you. She didn't join a gym. She went on YouTube and she committed to the YouTube training on TV, the videos, and she lost her weight. And you, you're not diabetic or pre-diabetic. You don't have cholesterol problems. You don't have heart problems. She brought all of hers down. You just, I want you to just work on your weight for this next year, Suzanne. Okay. All right, doctor, you got it. My annual return appointment was in September. Guess who hasn't booked their return appointment and it is now January because I told her, she said 20 pounds. I said 30 pounds. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I got on the scale the other day. I think I'm three pounds lower than what I told her. Now I had lost 10 pounds after that. I was motivated. And then I was like, man, banana cream pie and a Coke right now, man, that's a real good coping mechanism. Maladaptive. But it sure did feel good going down. Lord help Dr. Vanessa's yelling. That's one place that I, your coach can admit she's working with that. She's aware of it. Not in denial, not even in transference. Where are the places that you are in denial at and begin to write them down? If you really care about yourself, ask those close to you, those loved ones, where they see denial at in your life. And if you're bold enough to hold you accountable to it, it's important because God wants you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'm going to be here waiting for you tomorrow night. And I pray that you're here as well and that we can start dealing with the areas of denial in our lives. But also we're going to go into repression and suppression on tomorrow night. I love you. I pray the Lord's face shines upon all of us another day to get it right and to give him the glory for it. God bless you and good night and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Let it
Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.